Hello there, James. What's up, Terry? How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, just hanging out. How are you, pal? I'm actually doing the same now myself in uh, good old Belgium again. How's Belgium? How is Belgium? Belgium is the, the exact same as the last time you were here. How is that? So Okay, so it's not amazing for sure. No, quite boring to say the least. <laughs> Any girls over there? Got a chick? No, you know, there's nothing over here. I don't have a chick right now, so it's just really just hanging out, eating a lot of bread here, which I can't, you know, it's not, not a bad thing. The bread here in Belgium is fantastic. <laughs> The bread, uh, yeah, just hanging out. The bread there is really good. Seriously, if I was eating this much bread as I got home as I do here, I would be so fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but James, I heard some. I heard some gossip through the grapevine. What's the gossip? Okay, so little birdie told me that you and a certain um, uh, blonde girl in California have been liking each other's photos. A certain blonde girl in California. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember liking any photos. She may or may not be friends with Savannah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about just because you sent me a picture. But <laughs> are you saying I should start liking this person's photo? You know, maybe you just next week off, you maybe you make a trip to uh, NorCal, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do got to visit you guys down there again. It's been a while, I feel like. Honestly. I know. Maybe we just go on a nice double date. That'd be fun. Maybe we just go on a little vacation, a little road trip. Maybe, maybe we just do that. <laughs> Um, first of all, Nick Keeman had a couple amazing starts and he did them on his Pro Gate Europe in Papadal. So Pro Gate winning starts the Great Gate and it started with Nick Keeman out of eight both days. What a bloody horse. That was phenomenal to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, uh, definitely an all time no. performance weekend. I don't, oh, I guess Graf beat him in the semi on the second day, but is that the only moto we lost? Sure it is. Yeah, so we got to start off the show by saying congrats to Nick Keeman, all-time performance, goat performance, and that was yeah, outstanding to watch. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. That's a speedway. Yeah, um, like Snap on Green said, do we rename it to the Nick Keeman Speedway? So, yeah. do people not listen to this show? We had, we told you, idiots, a designated Nick stopper. Nobody, nobody did their job. Nobody listened. There was no, I'm guessing there was no discussion with the other seven guys in the main. It's all your own fault. No, it is. You know what? I almost was really stoked for Jeremy. I thought he did it. I thought he blocked him on the first day, I think it was. But apparently he messed up the first jump a bit. And then, yeah, there we go. People, listen to the show. Yeah. We're going to start giving like the coffee chat or coaching corner or something now. We're going to have to start getting in there a year at the, uh, the start hill there. Graf should have just picked lane eight after he won the semi. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just pick lane eight. Just screw his whole race and pick lane eight. Okay. We, we, honestly, though, someone re- – he, he kind of should have. Yeah, but, dude, you you win the semi from one. You're not going to pick eight. No, I know that. I know that. But that would have been phenomenal. That would have been phenomenal. Um, but, but uh, yeah. well, we got to give a quick shout-out also to uh, – Motosheets.com. They're on board for this podcast as well. Uh, Motosheets.com is run by the Webster Brothers. They're the uh, they do instant race scoring and uh, basically a host of other features to make race organization fast and simple. So it includes like timing systems, event scoring, online entry management. So for more information about their products, go to uh, Motosheets.com. Check them out. Yeah, and wishing Alex too gets a healthy recovery. So obviously, I put out the um, uh, post about Alex and. I don't know a lot of the details, and we've been getting tons of uh, messages about him. And so he got a pretty serious head injury. Um, 
I wasn't there, obviously, but uh, by the sounds of it, they were going to airlift him out, but they ended up taking him by ambulance to the hospital. He's still in the hospital now, and he's got a pretty serious concussion. Um, he's conscious, but uh, like I said, I don't know all the details, but it is pretty serious. Um, his dad flew over, and he's there now with him, so that's good. He's in really good hands in Holland. They have very good medical care, um, so we're hoping he keeps improving these next few days, and he, he'll make a full recovery, which I'm confident he will. tough situation he's into especially with a lot of us not knowing much information and I know you know other people around the world are curious too so hang tight everybody um, we'll see what the status is moving forward here yeah it's uh it's scary yeah it really is yeah we obviously all know BMX is is a dangerous <clears throat> sport but when it comes to something firsthand like this when it just it does happen in the sport like it's yeah makes you take a step back for a second and just kind of go whoa like you gotta understand what what's going to happen. I know. And obviously you can never rule concussions out of our sport. It's just part of the sport. It's part of every sport. You see them in hockey and any contact sport, there's going to be concussions, but there's no, we don't have a, a protocol in place with the UCI. There's no, there's no screening before there's no follow up. So obviously I got a concussion last year that I'm still recovering from, but like there's no, I've not, haven't had any follow up. There's no, there's no, we don't have any baseline testing. So we don't have someone that could be like, yeah, you got, you got a concussion. You can't race. Cause for instance, look at Saya. So I don't know Saya's, um, uh, prognosis, whatever, but she got a concussion in Manchester and she was out racing Papanel this weekend. And that seems really soon. Like I said, I don't know the, um, what she had and everything, but she got a concussion and racing two weeks later. That's really soon. Um, she may be cleared and that's fine, but, um, you know, there has to be, I think, why don't we all get concussion screened at the beginning of the year um, from a third party being UCI or someone? Um, so they have all our baselines and then they need to clear us before we're able to race. Because a lot of the time I feel like a lot of people will get a concussion or a mild one or whatever and just race anyway and no one says anything about it. And that's not right. You know, look at other sports. They have third party screening now and we need the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, I can completely agree. And in situations like they have different medical staff at the races, it's not like motocross where they have that same medical crew come around. Like, you, like, yeah, you need to have something in place so that when these things happen, you have somebody that they can go to, not just your team doctor. Because yeah, I think some of our teams, luckily, we have good doctors that will do them. Um, but for these riders that let's say aren't with a team there or just don't have a medical on their staff at hand, like at the track, yeah, you need that third party medical assistance at the track to say, okay, hey, like this is what happened. You're clear or you're not clear. Yeah, and Rick Barr, the head of medical for UCI, he does a really good job. And unfortunately, I've spent a lot of time with him because I've had a lot of injuries <laughs> over the years. Um, but is I, st- is, are they still working there? Is he still? You know, yeah, and I heard it's the Baku crew coming to the races too. That's what Liam told me. Um, okay. But I mean, I still think we need baseline testing so for so they can just be so they're essentially a third party because Rick and his crew they don't have any. Um, they don't have any preferences with who does well at the races. So they can be a third party about it. And they, if they deem you that you're not recovered from a concussion or they look at your profile kind of thing and say, yeah, it's not safe for you to race, I think we need something like that. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it seems like it would be hard to get every rider to do them beforehand, but maybe they could put something in place where, I don't know, if, uh, something in place where you could say, hey, to these national teams, this is what we do for our protocol get your riders to do this and send your information in just like they do the blood testing at the beginning of the year. Exactly. My concern saying that right now is maybe people would kind of cheat on it. You know what I mean? Like not do well so that if they do get a minor one, they could keep riding. But 
You'd hope they wouldn't. No, you'd hope they wouldn't. But I was thinking the same thing. You could, for the bigger national teams or whatever, the national teams that have doctors, you could still do the baseline and just have to send it in to the UCI or Rick so they have it on file. And then people that haven't done it at the first World Cup on the practice day, you should have to go do it. And honestly, getting a baseline, it doesn't take that long. It's not that expensive. And I think it should be mandatory. Yeah, I completely agree. And if you did do that way where you send it to the national teams, I'm thinking you probably wouldn't have that many people coming after the fact so it would be pretty good yeah and honestly you can't really fabricate it like <laughs> you know that's true no, honestly you can't no no you can't like and if you do you're just an idiot <laughs> yeah honestly though yeah straight up yeah so yeah i just wanted to touch on that um because uh obviously it's very personal for me too because i i got a pretty bad concussion last year and for instance i haven't had symptoms in a while and i've been progressing really well on the track and being pretty excited about it and then Last week, I rode a couple days and tried riding harder and longer efforts on the track. Um, and now I've had headaches since past Thursday and haven't been able to do much. So it's a long process. And um, I feel like there's probably a lot of riders that, you know, they may not have got a concussion like the one I got last year. But I'm sure a lot of them hit their head and have just kind of gone back to racing. And I think awareness is key with this kind of thing. It's so important. Yeah, I think, yeah, awareness is probably spot on the word there. Because just having like these headaches that you have. People that don't know about it as much would just think, okay, it's just another headache because people in life do get headaches that don't have a concussion, so they might think of it as not a big deal. But when you have had this head injury like you have, like you got to take the headache seriously and say, hey, this could be part of the concussion now. For sure, yeah. Um, and I mean, I went through my rehab process with a specialist for months, and like my brain's healed, but at the same time, if it's healed, it's like if you break your leg and your bone's healed, then you start doing squats and it gets sore, you need to get off it for a few days and rest it. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, even though I, the doctors basically cleared me saying your brain's recovered, it still needs to build up a tolerance to things and it can be overstimulated. And if that happens, you need to take care of it. Like, like any injury. Um, and a lot of time when, when people get concussions at races, they, they don't treat it like a normal injury. It's just like, Oh, I, I got a concussion, no big deal. But it's like, dude, <laughs> it's your head. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the more serious one you can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Well, wishing Alex a very healthy recovery and I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll do well. James, how was your popping doll? I saw the, uh, the first day was a little rough, but you rode better the second day, I felt like. Yeah, I did, thanks. The first day was kind of sucky. I, uh, man, I just was struggling again with the starts, have been for the past few weeks, so I kind of let that get to me the first day. Um, my, was, I, it was only the, I went on the 16th the first day, um, pretty shitty. Ended up having second pick in the 16th behind Romain, and he was picking outside all day, so I just kind of automatically went one that day, and because there wasn't confident off the start ended up getting chopped at the bottom of the hill and just made a mistake and went off balance off the lip so ended up almost going off the track and then I got stuck in the back and couldn't really pass to get up there so I was out early um so kind of just told myself day two I was like knew my starts weren't on point but I still felt good around the track so basically just kind of went to work and had a few good laps my uh my 16th final on day on the second day there I actually had a really good lap it was Kind of got squeezed again at the start, just kind of worked my way into fourth into the first turn and then ended up passing into first by the last turn, so that was a pretty good lap for me. <laughs> I saw that. Dude, that was sick. Yeah, that one felt pretty good because after, obviously it's not, it's a 16th, it's not the hardest race in the world, but after having such a crappy day the day before, it was like, it was a good turnaround for me, it felt like. No, you had some bangers in that one. Wasn't Harmson in that one? Scottman in that one? Yeah, and then Yoshi was in that one too, so it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. That's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, even the 16th have been hard lately, I feel like, man. Did you, you there were some, some really stacked 16th straight up. Straight up, though, yeah. Like, I, 
first day up, we were pitting beside uh, the British guy, so that's the only reason why I know. I think. Yeah, Evans I, went out early. Kyle went out, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, God damn. And then I saw on the day two, I was watching over the replay. I saw Souza go out in the 16th on day two. I was like, it's, the, some of them are hard. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, they just those laps were just tough. And they just got beat. There's, the competition's so deep, you can't take any round, any round for granted these days. No, seriously, no. It's no. crazy. Yeah, the uh, the mains are really good. Um, obviously, Elise was winning, and dude, both days she got passed. Um, she was jumping in the Dutch girls' manual. I think the manuals were way faster, especially on the third straight, which got passed by Laura, and the last straight when Judy passed her on the double. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Like the first day was the last straight. Yeah, she jumped in the Judy manual, and then it looked like she definitely made the correction for day two because it looked like she was manualing that day. But then it didn't really matter, I guess, because Laura passed her on the third straight there. Hey? She, she needed to manual the third straight, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Laura switched lines a bit, I think. Like, one of the times Laura jumped, least manualed, and then it switched, at least jumped, and Laura manualed, and yeah, she got hit by her. Yeah, they're, uh, especially Elise and Laura, um, they're really raising the women's level. Yeah, uh, you can't ask for, like, a better battle when those, like, two of the top women in the sport, plus, like, the other top women are going at it like that, like, just clean, good racing like that. Yeah, they got a uh, they got a good rivalry going too. That's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah, they're making some really good racing. I will say shout out to like the girls uh, were they really progressed. Like, so many of them were jumping the triple now in the first turn. I think it made their racing so much more exciting for me. Oh, it was impressive. And is one lap Drew got like cut off and was kind of in the pack and still jumped the triple into the first turn easily. Yeah. Like, it's fucking awesome, hey? No, it's really cool. Like, they're jumping it even in traffic. They have to lay up down the first straight, and they still jump the triple. It's badass. Even, you know, like, a year or two ago, there's only a handful of girls doing it. Now they're all doing it routine. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It makes their racing so much closer, I think, so much faster, and just exciting because, they're like, they don't lose that, that momentum from having to do the two and one out. Yeah, and the women's mains were exciting. There was a lot of passing. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see uh, Lauren almost got a podium too. I was watching her in fourth, and she rode really well, actually. The whole weekend, she rode really well. Yeah, shout out to the Answer BMX teammate. Laws, she was hauling. She had a couple of fast lap times too the first day I was watching. Yep, Answer S squared teammate. Laws looked really good. She was really close to a podium. Yeah. Oh, I was, cool. was going to, I felt, I felt really, uh, I was going to rant about this too. I just remembered. Dude, she got fourth at the World Cup, and she's not funded by Australian Cycling. WTF. That's, it's ridiculous. Well, to say, saying that, like the whole Aussie team, they didn't actually have a national team there. So they just fund Kai and Saya, probably? I don't even know if they were like funded. I don't know their situation. Yeah, I don't know. But either. it was like because they, apparently their Aussie cycling has the freestyle and racing under the same kind of roof that they chose to go to Manchester and not fund, like not put a team to Papendal. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, let's fund half the World Cups. <laughs> it's, it's like so weird, eh? I don't get countries. No, I don't even know, man. Why would they do Manchester, not Papendal? Yeah, fuck it. We'll go to Manchester, Papendal. Um, we'll draw straws for Argentina. We'll maybe send like one and a half people to Rock Hill. And then we're just going to kind of hope for the best in Tokyo. Like, sick, guys. Let's not, fund, let's not fund a country who has two legitimate women and two legitimate men that can medal or podium and at least be in mains. It's ridiculous. That's straight up ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get that whatsoever. Australia's got Lauren and Saya, who are both podium level, I would say, at least the main. And then they got yeah. Anthony and Kai, who can be in the mains also and podium. So I don't get it. No. no I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you ask me, I, I would no. be telling like, a lot of different things. Sit, you know? guys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. You got no talent up there. <laughs> 
Um, we also got to give a shout out to a friend of the show. Actually, you know, he's a brother of the show. Sylvan having a baby and coming back Saturday morning and getting on the yep. podium Sunday. That's really impressive because he must have been exhausted. Oh, my God. Yeah, so congrats to Ava and Sylvan on baby Louise, baby girl. That was amazing to hear them. It's story that he went back. I don't know if it was, if it was Wednesday, but was home for like two days, flew in the morning, Saturday morning, and raced. And like obviously, I think he went out a little earlier than he would like, but still killed it and then got a podium the second day. That was something special. Wait till he tells little Louise about that in the future. She's like, my dad was a fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be telling that story to all her friends when, he, when uh, she goes up and he's just that dad hanging out. So this one time I actually flew home and then flew back to a World Cup and uh, still podium. Yeah. Got in the box and came back for a cuddle with the girls. Yeah, what a fucking legend. Um, and so, we didn't introduce our friend, of the sh- our uh, guest of the show, but Alfredo Campos, our guest today. Yeah, Alfie, baby. That'll be good. So, congrats on his first podium, first of all. is uh, I feel like it's a long time coming for him. Yeah, yes. Honestly, he's prick. He's got one of the fastest first straights when he, when he puts it in, like puts it together. So, it's almost a little surprising that he, this is his first podium, but man, guy's guy's a horse. Yeah, he is a horse. Cool to see. All right, you ready to talk to him? Yeah, let's get him on the show. All right, let's get him on here. All right, James, fresh off his first podium this weekend. Who we got? We got the big man from Ecuador, Alfredo Campo. How's it going, Alfie? How's it going, boys? It's a pleasure to be here at the Coffee Chatter. Ah, oh, congrats on your first podium, man. You must have been stoked. <laughs> man, it was it was a one that it took it took some time, but you know, like it was freaking awesome. You know when you're when you get to, it's like kind of that feeling when you get to kiss a girl for the first time on <laughs> the other steps. It's something like that. <laughs> it's like when you want it. It's like when you'd like to go forever. You go to and you you're going in for the kiss. You're like, oh my god, it's really gonna happen. Yeah, true. You went to like, you, you're expecting like just only a kiss, and then you went for a couple steps more, and you made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that must have been a yeah. big. That must have been a big goal for you for a while was to get a World Cup podium, huh? I feel like it's a long time coming. It's a long time coming, man. Yeah, it was. It was off. It was awesome to get you know to get the the checklist, you know, and, and you know keep working hard to get many more. I think it was more so like a like a mental thing that it took you know a while, but dude, I'm so happy and blessed to be to be where where I'm at right now. So yeah, super happy. Yeah, you must have been really excited. You had a good start to the year because you rode really well in Manchester too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, I started I started round one with going over um or corbin's body when he on the semi when he crashed uh and then day two i made the main and then um round three made the podium and then i kind of kind of choked a little bit on on round four but uh but yeah it's been it's been awesome it's been a, a great start of the, my best start of the season so far for sure <laughs> how'd you how'd you choke in round four uh man i was I was too excited, and I had a, a, a decent gait. Uh, overshot a little bit the first jump, and then I think I had Joris on the outside, Harmson. Um, and then I was coming third into the second turn, and I had um, Sylvian on, on the outside and Arboleda on the inside, and I was like, man, I was just – I didn't want to lose the cut, and like I pushed to the end and like missed it by, by you know, half a bike. And um, – but no, it was cool. It was cool. It was it was a cool like a good refreshment to see. Okay, you know, I can't I can't just settle. I need to keep pushing more to 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 be in the main and fight for the for the podium. 
Yeah, and it must have been a tough turnaround too. Like, I mean, Saturday is such a high. You get your first podium, then you turn around and got a race against Sunday. It's hard to do that. Dude, especially in Papindo. Big old Papindo, yeah. my legs were feeling it. I was I was trying a different gear and like, oh man, it it took, it was a hard one. It was a hard one. And like, like coming into into practice on day two, um, it was, it was, I knew it was going to be a challenging day for sure. When did you switch your gear? Yeah. Um, after, after Manchester, um, cause I, I usually, my strong points usually being like the gate to the first jump. And then I've, I've lacked a little bit on, on my track speed. And, um, for this, I try to give it a go with a harder gear. So, um, so yeah, it, it worked out the first day, second day it didn't, but, but yeah, it, it, I, I'm super happy, you know, to come back home and, you know, seeing now like, you know the podium, and that is actually possible. You know because there's no difference from you know from a World Cup to Worlds or the Olympics. We, we're racing the same guy. So for me, it was uh, 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 that next step I needed. You know to to finally say, okay, I've been working so much for to to make a podium or to be in the main uh, that that you know at some point you 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 keep you keep in this on the same loop where you're like you actually don't know if it's gonna work or not. And it's not because you lack of confidence. It's just like it's over and over at times that you you kind of dig yourself in a little hole that you know you needed results like this to to get out of the hole and 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 and, and think you know like okay well I can actually do it. Yeah, I know what you mean because you know when I was younger before I had my first World Cup podium, I made a bunch of mains and I hadn't podiumed yet, and I was close. And it, you just get to a point where you're like, "Fuck, is this ever going to happen?" I mean, and it's it's so hard just to get to a World Cup main and then. Like you, yeah. you don't have a unlimited amounts of opportunities, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you can you can't really mess on the on, on on the mains or anything. But yeah, I was, was super happy. Yeah, for sure. Alfie, what year is it you switched to? Or like the big year you had on? Because when we did the game practice the week before, man, you absolutely worked me. So now that I'm here and you got a big gear on, doesn't it make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went to the basic, the forty-four sixteen. With uh, you know the one seventy five cranks, the, the 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 same old man. But uh, no man, I'm excited to be on the show. I was like, actually, I was thinking like, man, it'll be cool if I'm if I'm if I ever get the, the opportunity, you know, to you know talk to you guys and and kind of express myself in a in a in a better way because I tend to be too shy, I think, at the races and like maybe too conservative because you know I don't want to overdo something or like. You know, just in general, I want to focus on, on my racing. And I, 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 I know a lot of people don't know me, especially where I come from, what I've done, and, and this and that. And for, for, you, you know, for you guys to do this and to get the opportunity to the people to show their riders what's, what's actually going on, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. We've been talking about having you on for a while, and we thought this would be the perfect opportunity for you to tell your story a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, awesome. Yeah, let's let's start. <laughs> We're, um, you go for it, James. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, speaking of that, Alfie, we that was kind of one of our first questions for you. Was basically just how did you get into BMX in Ecuador? Because it seems like it's a smaller like country in in terms of BMX world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I started when I was when I was like three, four years old. You know, uh, my uncle used to race motocross and. And I remember uh, watching Supercross races with my uncle, you know, watching Jeremy McGrath and, 
and I was the, I can I can tell you the whole like 1996 Supercross season when McGrath and Jeff Emig were racing because we watched it for so long that I was I turned on into the, like this massive Supercross fan of like and I don't know I just got it in my mind that I one day I wanted to to go to the states and race professional either either motocross or BMX but I knew that was the path that I always wanted to to take um and then you know I you know I always loved riding my bicycle uh unfortunately my family didn't you know it was it was it was expensive to get a dirt bike so I had to always keep on on, on BMX which I think um it turned out the the, the best um but when I was when I was uh 15 um I got a uh the invitation to go to those UCI camps in in Eagle uh and that's when everything started like I I I you know I told uh my parents that you know this is this is something that I want to do for real and like just let me give it a shot and and we'll see where I'm at where I'm a junior um and then we'll we'll see what where it takes but it was it was a difficult challenge because you know being from Ecuador people they're very like most of the people are very traditional so when I'll say to my school teachers like hey I want to do BMX uh as as a professional you know they'll they'll just laugh and like they'll be like they'll I had this one teacher that he'll make fun of me all the time like Jesus it was, yeah it was it was crazy you know I'll go to nationals I'll come back and like you know the, the, he'll make fun of like oh you you still racing your little kids bike yeah, like what a dick you know, some, yeah he was a dick for sure i i'll tell you what i did later on um <laughs> and, and then you know my most most of my friends you know they're starting to to go out you know go you know have a couple of drinks here and there and like i was like dude i was <clears throat> i was like just that's that's not that's not my deal you know i, I wanted to I wanted to do something big and like I I knew I can do something in BMX so I just always kept my focus and determination to to accomplish my my goals. Um and then um and then uh in in the UCI center um I started working with with Herve um um you know spending some time with with you know with you know to see how it actually worked so ever ever since then when i was like 16 pretty much i i moved out from from home and been on on the road ever since you know chasing chasing the dream wow was mm-hmm. must have been expensive coming from south america where the exchange you know especially going to europe the the exchange rate for money is is pretty poor for you guys yeah at the beginning you know i couldn't i couldn't have done it with with the support of of my family at first you know the It was it was some some tough moments where where a lot needed to be done for me to you know to get a ticket to Eagle, and I think that's what what pushed me the most, inspired me because like I I seen the effort that that they did you know my family, um, and that I could it was not an option of of not making it you know so I just put everything on the line to 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 prove that you know I deserved a, uh, you know to to have a, a good a good result. Did you ever did you get any support from Ecuador BMX or anything? 
Um, no, not not until I was not until I was my first year elite. Like I remember, uh, this is a funny story, but I remember um, my only my, my my big shot was the the junior world championships. Like that's where I knew everything could have like either go in the right direction or I'll go back home and I'll go to school and try to uh, have a normal job. So I knew I knew that the world for me was was a, a big deal and like um, I remember I remember going going to the trip like like you know, like did I, I was I wish you know every time I go to a race I, I I'm looking to have that same mentality nowadays because I was so determined to go there and, and, and win um, and you know with no no support from from the federation or anything and I remember. Uh, going on the um, on 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 the gate, like walking up the gate, uh, right before the staging, and I was I remember seeing like I think it was Rusty Nesvig or or some some guys, uh, you know, with with you know their they were their trainers, and I was there by myself, and like dude, I, I needed I needed something to drink. I was like I needed something to drink before before the main event, and I. Dude, I literally had to go find a bottle from somewhere in the ground and have Al- a sip. Alfie's just going to the <laughs> going to the concession before the junior world main. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, dude, if you know, and I think that was a big point where where it just it marked my my life on on a way, in a sense, to say like, okay, well, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna let anything uh, interfere with with my goals and what I want to do. And I remember to this day where I had to like you know find who knows whose bottle was lay, there you know laying on the ground and had a sip and then and then go make it happen at the at the junior man worlds that I ended up winning and then everything turned turned the right way. Man, I love that attitude. No support, you're just like fuck it. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's that's you know. Ecuador, I love my country. I love the people that you know that that support me, and I love um, you know it's home there. But um, but you know, there's there's some things that are changing, and they needed to to change, you know, for good. Um, but but yeah, that was that was the story for me at that at, at first. <laughs> That's badass. Uh, you said when you went to Switzerland, you started working with Herve. When did, did you work with Thomas there as well? Because I didn't know when. Thomas started with me. I thought he worked there for a long time. Yeah, but I, I had a, a a lot of, of, of good people that you know um, that I that I work with. I think you know I started working with with Herve, but then at the at the UCI center, it was Joey Brasher and, and Anders Gronson who were doing a, a little training camp. And I remember oh, okay. I was so excited that I was so excited that you know Joey Brasher and Anders were riding. Did, I was cleaning the, the track over for them to, to ride. <laughs> like that's that's how much of a fan. dude I was I was the biggest fan of all. Like I, you can't you cannot tell. Like I remember going to like to the room and taking pictures and you know asking all kinds of questions and like just being a mega fan of like of you know of, of the pros. So um, I remember we it was a session that 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 we rode together and. I don't know. I think I tried to pedal through the transition or something on the big hill, and I came unclipped, and I ate shit, man. I crashed so bad. Next thing I know, I'm laying on the ground, and Anders is there. You know, he's like, "Hey, man, are you okay? You're trying to help me." 
And um, ever since then, I, I know uh, Anders, and you know, it's been and then you know, then he became my coach, uh, and, and we went on the Rota Rota Rio together. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I was curious about that whole story. How you guys met? Yeah, it was it was over there in in, in Switzerland. Then the, the the year after, I met uh, Sammy, that is now Anders' wife, and we had a an awesome relationship. You know, we we've gone through a lot, and we've gone uh, some some the, the goods and the bad, and and you know, they're they're a family to me. Um, it, it's just it's it's incredible to you know to have to have you know, found, uh, like, amazing people along the, the road that you could share the, the same passion with, you know. Yeah, Anders and Sam are really good people, and it's cool because, obviously, you, you left home pretty young, and uh, you went to across the world. That's not an easy thing to do, so having, like, extended BMX family like that must have been really cool for you to go and not even just stay with and train with, but just to have people. Yeah, 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 like, just, um, I remember... We did a, a camp in, in California, um, and, and I stayed at, at, at their place for like two months. Uh, I was 17 at a time, and and they had to they had to go to Canada. Um, they were getting married, which I didn't know. It was like a super low key thing, <laughs> getting married. So they left me a week uh, over there at, at, at their apartment. And oh I no! Had, oh no! <laughs> I was. I was 17, I had no license, and I was taking their car, it was a Canadian car, and I was driving all over the place. Holy like, I was shit. going from, from um, like, Wither Narrows to Chula to just riding every day, eating Ritz and Gatorade all day, just riding, you know, going to, <laughs> <laughs> going to Troy Lee to see the, you know, the, like, the big factories, just, you know, just leaving, the, like, just living the California dream, like it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Alfie, just living the Cali dream. Yeah. <laughs> Until they catch you for a speeding ticket and you get deported. <laughs> if, if someone, if someone would have catch me, I was underage, no license, Canadian car. I had a little Mexican mustache. I would have been. You'd have been fucked. Been at home. Oh yeah, yeah, you I would, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, we're not having this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you stayed obviously with Sam and Anders a lot in California and in Norway, but it seems like you spent a lot of time in Carolina now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like after after the games, um, twenty sixteen, it was a, a another another stage of my life where I was like I was like, damn, like what do I do? You know, like I was I was lost um, in in. Now I now you know I, after after the, 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 the games I was like um, I needed to get surgery done and also I was just like I didn't want I didn't have any more like uh, like I don't I didn't want to go race anymore um, and I wanted to retire um, and then you know look, look looking at uh, those things i say like okay i'm gonna give myself another my last chance because the olympics didn't work out as i wanted but i need to i need to retire like just trying one more time and, and giving it all um in in t- late on 2016 i text uh cole tsar that we met at the track uh like a couple years back 
um, and I text Cole and like, hey man, can I can I stay at your house for a couple of weeks? I'm gonna I'm gonna you know be racing the the Carolina Nationals, and I was wondering if I could stay at this place. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, we didn't know each other that much, but he was super cool that he you know allowed me to stay at his home for for two weeks. And man, I. I got introduced to the TTC, the TISA training compound, and I haven't left since then. I love it here. I mean, it's perfect for training. The tracks, it's perfect. You know, they're, they're so, uh, such a nice people to, to hang out with. And, and as well, at the same time, I'm able to help Cole to, um, you know, accomplish his goals as well. And uh, ever since then, it's, it's been, it's been a, a good road, I would say. Yeah, that's cool. Good, James. Yeah. Like I said, it's quite the relationship you guys are made now, and it's that's awesome. Like, it just shows how much of like a community the BMX family is. Like you haven't even basically hung out with the guy before, call him up, stay at his place, and yeah, you guys are best like good friends now. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, we work, we work every day. I'm trying to trying to get him, you know, to to um, you know make make a, a main soon. He he made it first. He made his first main at the at the Carolina Nationals a month ago. But no, it's it's been it's been amazing. And going back to to the worlds thing, I, I I gave myself that you know the the last opportunity for me to you know to go make it happen. Uh, so I came over here, start training over here. I start training with Thomas uh, for the whole year, and, and I ended up making the main at worlds and decided to go another. Full, full round of uh, until Tokyo. Oh man, that's awesome! And I think obviously Rio was your first Olympic experience, but I think a lot of people don't know you had a, a really bad shoulder injury before Rio. You had a really gnarly crash in Chula that almost put you out of the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I made I made my my first World Cup main that year, and I started to to feel good and like you know having being on the mix and just being more consistent and like for me the, the Olympics was the ultimate goal um, and uh, I was in training in Cali at, in Chula and, and yeah man pushing you know pushing and training I um, I got on clip right at the bottom of the hill and the, the, the jump just sent me uh, to like I don't know if you remember it was the first jump and next to it was the S-turn yeah uh, and I landed like on the other side of the S-turn and when I did when I when I uh, woke out because I, I got knocked out I'm like dude like how could this happen you know it was like two or three weeks before Rio I'm like you gotta be kidding me and for me that's been like the biggest challenge of, of my life you know to just to you know having that and then going to Rio not not 100% I would say um and, and then had to race the the games like that. It was, you know, it was it was something that that um, that made me who I am right now. And, and you know, I get to appreciate things a lot more just because of that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy story to hear about that. How soon it was there, like to the games, but you're still able to come back. And I mean, did you had a crash uh, in the games too, right? <laughs> yeah, I ended up ended up racing. Like I ended, up, I ended up like I ended up like 
32nd out of 32 riders because I was apparently uh. there. I was the first one, like that crash, or like I even I didn't even make it to the third jump. I like I crashed on the second jump, like I overshot it and my shoulder came out and and then just destroyed myself and like I'm like man, you know, tough break, you know, like I then you started thinking like you're one of those guys who are like just bad, like you know, it's it's not meant for you, and you started thinking like that, and I had that mindset at the time. I'm like, you know, here we go again, like another one you know like yeah and and it was it was such a bummer there because you know my, my whole family was there uh my chick was there and like i i you know of course the expectation was high to to perform and and for me to to you know ever since i was 16 leaving at leaving home you know that was the ultimate goal to perform at the olympics um and and to to have it to have it done the way it did, it was just like the worst possible nightmare. Um, that's why I think it was such a shock to me because it was just, it was, you know, when you plan things that you never plan to go that way and like it went even worse that, that you know, that you could ever imagine. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah. then, and then you know, it was, it was, it was just one of those things where like you look back and like, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself to, you know, to, overcome that and, and you know and you know keep pushing and you know the, the moral of the story is just ne- you know not not ever give up so I think that's you know it, it was it was a cool it was a cool experience to go through you know with the support of my family uh, my chick as well like I never I uh, wouldn't have done it without them for sure yeah first of all I, mean, I think me and Tori just have a little chuckle every time you say your chick <laughs> <laughs> We think that's such a moto term, so that's why we always have a little chuckle inside. <laughs> but yeah, like to, to your to your point about the Olympics, obviously shit happens in BMX all the time, and that can happen at any race. But I think at the Olympics, everything is just magnified because it's such a big goal for everyone. And if any crash or anything, it's just it's so magnified compared to other races. Yeah, everything is multiplied by a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Your, your crash there, Alfie. Though, was it? Did your injury and Chul have anything to do with the crash? Like you popped your shoulder out, you said. Was that from the previous injury too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like basically, my my shoulder was was holding off like barely. Uh, so yeah, when I I, I overshot the, the jump, I landed and, and my shoulder just came out. So um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was a shit show, but yeah, we're. We're, we're, we're done from that one for sure. <laughs> did, did you enjoy it otherwise? The whole Rio experience and everything? Yeah, it, it was it was super nice. You know, I, I remember uh, my grandpa. He's yeah, you know, he's so cool. Like I I told him like whatever happens, just we'll have a drink after. And um, I like and, it. I like it. <laughs> and and you know him and, and my whole family. My dad was also there. Um, like they apparently bought like coconuts, you know, like you can drink, you can drink the, the yeah 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 the, yeah yeah the water, um, but apparently they pour out the water and put like some vodka mix in. It. <laughs> 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 so the first thing when I see him, like he's like, yeah, have, here you go, and I went for a sip, and it was like, and we started laughing and crying, and it was like a massive, like a big emotional day, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think the whole the whole point of, of all this is like I think we forget 
how lucky we are to like to go through this you know like for me when when people say like all the like the negative stuff on bmx and like how shitty the sport is with no money or anything it's like dude we get you know we get to travel the world for and, and race for to make our dreams a reality and you know i think to experience that is such a big blessing that you know we take it for granted and like and it pisses me off sometimes when some of the guys are, are so negative and like, okay, well, there's no money or like, you know, like it's just this shit and that. And I'm like, dude, you know, like, you know, if, if there's no money or anything, like you, you have to go put yourself in a position where you have to get out of your comfort zone and, and go make it, go make it work. Like, it doesn't make sense that for me, a third world country, I'll have the, the amazing support that I have with sponsors, I think it's just because of, you know, not refusing to take no for an answer and just keep going at it. And that's, I think I have uh, amazing sponsors at home that, you know, supports that. And I think it's, it's, uh, um, it's, it's such a cool thing, you know, to, to do what, what we do and to experience what we experience. Yeah. hundred percent. And think about the, I wouldn't trade my, what we do for anything. I've met so many amazing friends around the world. I've learned so much about myself, you know, all the above. Of course, every sport has their drawbacks and of course there's stuff that could, and BMX setting can, could improve. But at the end of the day, I love the sport and what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I think it's, it's easy to, for, to, to forget, you know, because it comes so natural that, you know, every day, oh, it's like the other gym or sprints and like another race or like, but do like, I think this is one of the years where I enjoy it the most when I'm like, you know, fuck yeah, I'm going to Europe, you know, like I'm yeah. going to Manchester, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, see the, the national training center of Manchester, you know, that's badass. I'm going to, you know, check everything, just enjoy it. And I think that's, that, that changed a lot and the perspective to see, you know, like, okay, um, I, you can live it more in, instead of just like, to say, yeah, you know, I'm going, you know, Manchester or like, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, good bet. I know I got a reality check on the first day in Papadolic. Went out super early, obviously was pissed off, was just pouting, and then I got reminded by people like, you're in Papadolic, you get to ride your bike, you're racing your bike for a living, basically. Like, things could be a lot worse than they are. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 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 And I, yeah, me- I, sure. I remember in Rio, too, I was a bit stressed because... I'm not like a great sleeper to begin with, not the most amazing sleeper, and the beds are really hard, and the first couple nights I slept like shit, and I was talking to my sports psych, and I was like, yeah, the beds are shit, I'm not sleeping well, and he's like, it's all part of the experience, just enjoy it, take it all in, and it's like, it's it's true, yeah. whether it's whether you don't like something about where you are or whatever, just cherish yeah. it and enjoy it, because there's going to be a time when we look back and we're like, man, remember that time we all went for coffee and Papadal, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, it's, yeah. I remember you you were sleeping good at the Pan Am games for sure, Toy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I was. Yes I was. <laughs> yeah. but no man, I think the whole point is like, you know, look when you're like when when we're not racing anymore and to look back and say like, you know, that that was awesome. You know, just to the whole ride and I think for me what mo- motivates me, one one of the most things that motivates me is like to being able to tell if I have kids or grandkids like you know I went through this and that and like you know it was this journey and like just something to tell you know yeah and and help them motivated or motivated motivated to accomplish their dreams 
I like it. And obviously those those big moments when you're on the podium are extremely special. But, you know, I think yeah. the funnest times are when you're just shooting the shit with the boys at the hotel or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, like, now, now that I got a taste of the podium, I'm like, man, I, I wish I, I can, you know, repeat it as much as I can. Of course, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have had a silver medal to Pan Ams, Alfie. So what's the next big goal for you now? You hit the podium, World Cup, got a medal at the, uh, the Pan Ams. Is Olympic medal now the next goal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, just to take it, you know, one race at a time and, and, and perform at my best, I think um, having Baku last year when I'm like, when I, was, when I slid out leaning the semi in the last turn, uh, you know, to, to redeem myself on, myself on, on a race like that uh, but yeah I, for sure the, the ultimate goal is to to perform at my best at, at the at the games you know and, and um, you know not not to leave anything uncovered and, and be prepared like the best I could be on on, on that day so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome I, it's, it, I can't believe it's it's gonna be four years that we race the Panam games man it goes by so fast yeah yeah, it goes it, by so fast. Yeah, it was yeah. so. It was that was a that was a cool race. It was cool. Race. It was cool. It's like a mini Olympics with a bit less pressure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, outside yeah. of BMX, what, what do you like to do? Um, is your is your fiance living with you in the U.S. now, or is she still back in Ecuador? Yeah, I mean, outside of BMX, I I like to do a lot a lot more things. I have a um a lot of projects going on at home uh and uh with with a bike brand actually so a lot of people were asking about in social media like what's you know what's my my bike and what's you know you know it's, is it a yes frame is not a yes frame and, and this and that and like my current frame is made by by rennie and the guys like yes and it's like uh something in between both of the frames um that you know i paid uh rennie a royalty for me to put another brand on it uh, with the whole purpose of that being uh, a marketing uh, tool for uh, build, to sell to sell complete bikes in Ecuador as, as a low cost you know something like a, like a, I, I remember what Donnie used to do for for hyper like for Walmart um, and oh, that's, that's cool. That's, yeah, that's 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 the goal. I have I have that in mind. Working on you know working on a project like that. Um, man, I love I love a lot of a, a lot of things. And but yeah, my 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 girl right now she's not with me. Uh, she's back home uh, getting ready for for the wedding that we're gonna be getting married in in August. And then after that, she'll she'll be with me. Um, yeah, forever. <laughs> man, congratulations! That's exciting. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a journey. We've been together uh, for a long time, for over eight years. Uh, we manage, you know, the long distance stuff and everything. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, good for you guys. That's awesome. It shows how uh, <laughs> it shows such strong of a relationship you guys must have. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I think it, you know, to share to share what what we do with. I think that's the whole point uh, for me. Uh, that's the whole point to share to share with someone. 
uh, and you know my family, but especially her. Like she now, she got involved a lot more, and like she understands a lot more. And like, you know, if I get the opportunity, you know, to go to a race or to go to different races with her, and like again, talking to our kids in the future, we're gonna tell them like, you know, we were able to do this. So I think that's it's it's gonna be it's gonna be super cool. All right, awesome. James, Sorry. ask him about your bike. Ask him about his bike. Have at it. <laughs> All right. No, I didn't want to ask him about the bike. Kidding. What I wanted to ask you about, though, is your, you and Cole have a very unique gate form, and I want to know who gave it to who. <laughs> Man, I think, um, so he, here's another thing that people might don't know. I'm totally deaf of my right, from my right ear. I can hear anything on my right here. I had a crash when I was like 12. I hit my head pretty hard and then I flew on the plane and the ear just just turned off. Jesus. I, I mean, and then after that, two weeks later, I lost my balance. And two months later, I couldn't even, I couldn't even walk because my balance was so off. Wow. Um, and then, um, you know, after, after like six months, uh, I got my balance back. I was clearly overweight of, for my age there. Um, and probably that's when I met Tori. Like, remember, we, I was in a, on an NBL national. Uh, in Florida. Think, in Florida? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was coming back from, from, you know, from that, from my ear stuff. And it was like, pretty much my first experience there and I could barely speak English. I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, like that, you know, that's where night hug and like, I wish I could say something, but I was like, man, my English sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so about going back to, to my gaze form, I shake like a motherfucker. And for me, um, <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm perfectly normal, but I see the videos. I'm like, holy smokes, I'm shaking. I hope the guy next to me is having a hard time concentrating. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You're, do, you're doing the best you can. If you can't hear out of one ear, that, that causes a, a change in equilibrium. equilibrium. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and then, you know, at the, at the TTC, you know, we've, I've, I've tried to perfect as much as I can of, of my gait. Um, and, you know, I think by having, you know, the wrist super forward and, and a couple other details, I'm like, I think, you know, we, uh, we're, we're getting there with, with, a, with a solid, solid gait. I think that's, that, that's key for, for, to have a good race. So we've been working a lot on that. Yeah, it definitely seems to be working for you. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does the, uh, yeah. the TZR training compound consist of anyways, by the way? And a lot of hard work, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and trying to improve our cleans and, you know, just, you know, enjoy the process. Like it's, um, you, guys, you guys have a gym there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, if you go to the, to the teaser training comp on Instagram page, you'll see shirtless pictures of Paul for sure. And also the gym, but there's, <laughs> <laughs> but there's, um, um, there's, you know, there's a, a gym, there's a, a gate, you know, we use the timers and, you know, we try to, to improvise, you know, with, with our coach Tsar to see, you know, what, what 
aspect, you know, we can improve on, on, on anything, but most, most, mostly the gait and, and our riding. Okay, yeah, that's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So Alfie, one of the things I want to know is how did you, how did you, how are you so close to all the motocross guys? Because obviously you're good friends with Dean Wilson, you're buddies with Marty Davalos, you're buddies with Millsaps. How did you, how did you meet all those guys? Man, it was, so going back when I was saying I was the biggest Supercross fan, like when I was in, in Cali uh, in 2012, I lived with Cifiso uh, in Alapo. Um, which I was a massive fan, and you know uh, we spent a, a year, over a year in, in California with him, and, and he was good buddies with Tyler Rattray. Um, and you know, for me, I was just like, you know, experiencing, you know, like just those things. Like for me, like I, I remember seeing Cifiso when I was like fourteen, fifteen. I'm like, man, that you know, that you guys pretty much one of my heroes, and I'm able to live with him now and you know to train and for me it's like wow you know that's so cool um and then in california i was training uh at this gym and then i met uh, i met martin he was actually at the same gym um and you know i went to him like hey man i'm you know i'm from ecuador and and he was such a, a nice guy um you know that we started talking and being friends and and then, yeah, I, I lived with him for over three years uh, in California. Uh, and then, you know, being around him, like, um, uh, you know, I, I got to meet a lot of people that I, that I admire. Um, and, you know, I got to, you know, you know, being friends with, you know, with, with Dean and a lot of, you know, great people that at the end of the day, they're, they're also like, you know, normal human beings and, and they are so cool as well uh, that for me, you know, going to a supercross uh, and, you know, being maybe, you know, being at the track, it was like, for me, it was so cool as well. And like, I was close to, I was, you know, leaving my dream because I was such a big fan as a kid and going there and like, um, or being able to work as well with, with Alden Baker. I was like, dude, this is just amazing. How was it working with Alden? Was he had he ever coached a BMXer before? No, no, it was the first time. It was the first time, and, and we met back in like 2013, 2013. Um, and and it was through Tyler, and he, uh, you know, it was uh, he was super nice. He was a he was a professional mountain bike rider, um, and you know, I told him what you know what I've been doing and and everything and if he was interested to, you know, to go to the Olympics. Um, and he, um, you know, we started working there and, and you know, it was, a, it was a, a, a new experience for him as well because he's never coached a BMX athlete before. Um, so we tried a lot of, a lot of things and, and, and a lot of full laps were made. I can tell you that. <laughs> like, okay, what are, what are we doing today, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, full laps, like five laps, five-minute break. I'm like... Oh, man. And, you know, you, how could you say no to that, to and to Alden Baker's program? I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I was like, like, from the first lap to the last, I probably had like a 15-second difference because I was like just so blown out at the end. <laughs> But it was cool. It was it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Do you, 
do you, do you feel good on his program for BMX? I'm kind of curious about that because obviously he's trained a lot of endurance sports, but it may be one of the first kind of pure sprint sports that he's trained. Yeah, no, I feel I feel awesome. Honestly, like I could go for as many laps as I as I wanted. I wasn't as as strong on the on the start for sure. Um, but again, I think I was on a on a stage of my life where um, where you know racing elite and that transition took took some time so I, you know anything to blame but but or anyone to blame but me I, I was still you know adapting myself to to the class and, yep. and then of course and then of course it was the Pan Am games and that was a, that was a good race I remember that we, we've been working alongside Anders for sure I remember me and Connor got to the track on one of the days and we saw Alden taking your bike out of the car or something we're like holy shit that's Alden Baker <laughs> we wanted to, we wanted to get a photo with him. He's gonna be like Alfie. Your two main competitors want a photo with me. <laughs> yeah, being, you know him being there and, and 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 getting a medal, it was it was awesome. That must have been a pretty cool experience for him too. Yeah, it was it was a crazy experience as well, because. Uh, um, oh, you had a roller coaster know, of a weekend! Holy shit! Yeah, I remember. You know, um, I uh, I was asking for uh, some some passes from my federation for him to you know to go to being able to get into the tracks, right? So, you know, we were talking like I was talking to him, and I was like, "Yeah, don't worry, man, I got you covered." Like, you know, we're gonna be in the pits, and we're gonna experience this um, this race, and you know, hopefully take it on on the games as well with you know with Anders and this and that, and like. And then he, the day he was traveling, the federation comes to me and is like, "Hey man, there's no tickets for your trainer." The day he's on, like the same time he's on the plane, and I'm like, "Dude, how can I tell? How can I tell Alden that he doesn't have any tickets? That <laughs> he actually have to watch it from the stands?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was like, "Oh man, it was, you know, I better race good and 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 you know." It was a it was a tight one, Tori. I remember first turn, man. We were we were close to each other. Yeah, we were. I got past Connor after the first jump, and I saw you coming across. And as we jumped the second jump, I was like, "Get to the fucking turn! Get there! Get there! Get there!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was it was it was a nice it was a nice race. Actually, I don't know if you remember, but when you passed the finish line, I had to go right. Yeah, you blew on the infield and just kept going. I kept, I had no brakes, man. I was the first one of the first times running carbon carbon rims, and my pads were absolutely gone. So I, I had <laughs> no brakes. That I had to when I when I passed the finish line, I had to, luckily it was that open field to the right, and I just kept on going because I had no brakes. You had an exciting day too, because I remember you first of all you ate shit in the time trial really bad, and so and then the next day didn't you have a wrong gear on or something too? Dude, it was like the, one of the craziest things ever. <laughs> like before going into the semi, I think I look like it was just a, an off. It was a little off. I looked down and dude, my gear was another gear that, that I was racing. Like, and that just it completely blew. Like it blew my mind. Like how is that even possible? Like you know, you, you just don't switch gears like that. And I'm not gonna make that mistake. Um, 
and like I had a different gear on and I don't know, something sketchy must have happened. I don't know what was going on. Um, but it worked. Apparently it did at the main, you know. And he just pops around off in the main from six. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was an awesome experience at Panam Games. Um, now I think it's in, in Lima. Yeah. In yeah. Peru. Yeah. yeah. What do you say, James? Should we go to the quick shots? Yeah, yeah, let's take it there. You uh, Are you familiar with the quick shot question segment? Mm-hmm. Bring it. All right. I'll start us off here. First question from Sylvan Andre BMX. says, how much does that horse weigh? <laughs> Just talking about you. <laughs> oh, man. It depends. I'm pretty heavy in the off-season, but I, then I try to lean out. Um, and I also tried uh, to see what's my best, how, uh, what weight I can perform my best. So... I've been I've been 180 pounds and I also been 220 pounds. Wow! Holy! Yeah. yeah. Um, What's the best? I it's around 205. Yeah, yeah. 205, 205. We're prime. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's for Sylvain. He took me he took me out and uh, he got fourth in the quarter. I got fifth. That was a hard quarter. I just gotta say <laughs> that was a hard one. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, dude, you know, shout out to the guy just being a dad like two days before and being able to race. Like, wow, that was amazing. 100%. 100%. I blame you guys for my crash there. Sorry? I blame you guys for my crash on the quarter there because you guys were three Man. wide down the straightaway. And in my head, when I jumped the step up, I kind of I looked up and saw you guys going three wide. And I was like licking my chops, thinking something's about to go down in this last turn. And then as soon as I did that, I <laughs> just, lost and then just track. yarded it. <laughs> Man, you were flying on the air. I saw the video like that. I was, <laughs> I was watching on the computer and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're good for that one. That one, that one looked, that one looked bad. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was a good roller coaster. At Saint underscore S to ninety six, favorite racetrack and how were the results there? Favorite racetrack? I have to say my home track because that's it's been the same ever since. Um, I like Rock Hill a lot. I like Rock Hill. Of course. Um, you know the the hill, the you know just you could ride any any time of the year, um, and that's where I won my my first double A main. Um, I like Rock Hill a lot now. Um, I think all the tracks are nice, besides Manchester when it was super sketchy. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you just like yeah. Rock Hill because it's a short hill. You go, because you're same, same, right? Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I've been trying, yeah, I've been trying to, to not be same, same, uh, but it's, it's taking some time. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question from Flying Bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> it says, what's up with Alkevi? BMX, your your bike, and very clever name. Is it a custom frame or what? Yeah. So going going back to the frame to the frame thing, um, my my goal is to you know to create a you know a brand, um, mostly um, like a bicycle brand in general. So um, after the worlds in Baku, I went to Asia you know, to just to see how it was and spend a month over there, you know, checking how things work and everything. 
and you know I'm gonna work my butt off to to make it to to establish in years to come um, a solid bike brand where you know there's gonna be a full on uh, road bike, uh, full on mountain bike, and hopefully you know BMX. Um, but for for now, uh, what I what I have is it's you know the custom build that that I told you guys. Um, and then working as well, I, I'm, I'm actually getting the first order ready for, you know, there's going to be a Strider, uh, like a Strider-looking bike, like no-pedal bike for Ecuador with a, with the same brand. Um, and then complete bikes for, you know, for kids that are starting uh, the, the sport in, in Ecuador. And the bike is going to be like a replica of, of what I do. At, right at HPW, what is the angriest you have been for someone who has taken you up a berm? Man, that's a good one. I don't think we've ever, we've never had a, like a, no. I feel like we haven't had any like passing with each other really. No. No. Uh, most, mostly when I was a kid, like those nationals in Ecuador. But yeah, in elite, there's not many. Like uh, I, I, if I can remember, it, the only fight or kind of fight it was the Chula in like 2012, maybe. That's been like the only controversy when like Kaylin Young crash and Joyce crash and, and all that. But none for you. But, but for me, um, no man, no. I'm, I'm usually pretty Too nice chill. Too nice guy. Yeah. Too nice. Yeah. All right, next uh, one from man. at Eddie Clarte. Says, tell everyone your routine secret at night before a race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh man, no! I just put my recovery boots on, talk to you know my girl, and then go to bed. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, fucking maybe, idiot. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he want, maybe he's doing something sketchy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Eddie. It's Eddie. It's Eddie. It's, it's Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. At Trey White seventy eight, what made you choose your career number? Uh it's a good one. It's a uh, it's uh, the Ecuador country code five nine three. So every time you dial to an Ecuador number, you press plus five nine three. Um, that and also my favorite number is seventeen. And so five plus nine plus three. <laughs> so that was a, that's something cool. <laughs> All right, cool. What's up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, from Matt Sylvan, Andre BMX. He says, how many riders total in Ecuador? Total rider? Man, BMX is, is growing in Ecuador. Like sometimes we'll have over like like 500 riders plus in a national. Um, and, and it's growing. Like I think, you know, with people seeing what my like what my Mariana accomplished, you know, um, people over there see it as a as a legit sport, uh, as you guys seen what it is in Colombia. Um, so the the rider con is, it, it's growing and and we got some. I'm pumped because there's some some fast kids that are coming up, uh, and and for sure, I'm happy to, you know to pass the torch. In some years' time, I'm I'm really excited because there's there's some fast fast kids in the making. At Awen Bring Seven Hundred One, how much support do you get from Ecuador BMX team? Um, it's it's you know I can't complain. It's really good um, uh, right now, and you know with 
with my sponsors. Um, you know, I have, I have a, a, a bank sponsor, a water sponsor, and then Ecuador as a, as a national team. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm super happy where I can just go to every races and, you know, and, and, and do my thing. So, you know, it's not, it's not like a, like a French team where they have, you know, a masseuse, a chef and everyone, you know, helping them out. But, um, but, uh, it, it was, it was actually cool to, to experience that as well. When, you know, coming up, I remember, um, when, when Thomas, uh, was training the UCI, um, I remember I'll, I'll bring like a bottle of wine to, to the therapist and for him to kind of help me out, you know, and then I'll, I'll ask the Argentinian coach if he could please help me or things like that when I was alone at the races. Um, so it's, it's cool to see when teams have, you know, all the, the, the support in, in, in the actual team. Uh, where now I'm, you know, building, you know, with Thomas being there at the races, it's so good. Uh, and then as, as well, a therapist and everything. So, yeah, so, that's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at, oh, is it my turn, James? Or your no, turn? It's my turn? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Esteban underscore uh, Hino says, in the blog you did for Manchester, why did you measure the angle of the hill? um because um like i like i said um yeah i've been so you know working so detailed on my gate form that it's gonna sound crazy but i adjust my gate form based on the angle of the hill i like it yeah i like it that's that's something maybe that that g-drive is not doing yet i like that i like that At, yeah. <laughs> at a underscore cubello why rock hill instead of the other supercross tracks back in ecuador i guess they're talking about why you're training rock hill instead of the ecuador supercross tracks yeah um the, the ecuador supercross track it's uh, it's not it's not really a full-on supercross track i don't know if you guys have seen it it's kind of a downhill okay is that the one that's into the side of the hill that looks super sketchy honestly <laughs> I, I, I remember Emilio, Emilio, that was Emilio's project, but no, it's a different one. Okay. Actually, actually, Tom Ritz built it, but I don't know what happened. I think he must have gone to the jungle and smoked some stuff because <laughs> that, <laughs> the, 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 the track was, you know, it's it's downhill and the, and the shorts are so short that you can't really go full speed on the straights. Um and, and that's that's one that's why one of one of the main reasons you know why why Rock Hill yeah it's uh, as well with the weather uh, you could you could train here you know all, all year round. Sorry, right, from at Tom Zioli, how is it to travel alone without a full team like other nations? Kind of covered that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I say, it was it was an experience where. You know, I had to create my own team and, and you know, something that, you know, that I did with Anders at the beginning and then we're doing with Thomas. It's, it's, it's cool because it gets, you get to appreciate things a lot more, I feel like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, at Hugo Oliveira 51, why do you think, what do you think about Pablo from Santiago del Estero? 
<laughs> Pablo, I think he's referring to the guy that takes care of the track. Oh, okay. And man, he he, <laughs> um, it he takes such a good care of the track that if you make any any hole or anything, he gets pissed. But I think he's referring to that <laughs> guy, and, and I'll make him you know fun and and you know you know how is the Argentina vibe and Santiago? The people are so nice. Yeah. Uh, that you know. Uh, We've been going over some with for some like barbecues and stuff like that. So I think he's referring to to him. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right, from DJ Carlos eighty eight. What's your preference, eight meter hill or standard hill? By far, by far eight meter hill. By far, I'm I'm a heavy guy and flat hill for me. Ah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to it's hard to get out of the hole. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure, an eight meter heel that you can put, that you can go less left or or longer. I like it. <laughs> yeah. At Pat Mac, nineteen eighty four. What advantages do you think your height gives you when racing? Um, I don't know. It's I don't know because I I've never been short, so I don't know the difference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I I. I I don't know. I don't think there's really an advantage. I remember, you know, growing up and seeing Donnie, and then seeing Mike Day, and like for me, I don't, I don't ever thought that it could be an advantage or a disadvantage. Yeah, just yeah, make make it work with what you got. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly the the Donnie and and the Mike Day was a true example of of opposites. Yeah. Yeah. For at Jobert underscore Reyes. Which do you prefer, racing the Euro Series or the USA BMX Series? Man, I'll, I'll have to go to the US. Why? I'll have to go to the to the US because uh, dude, that's that's all I wanted for when I was a kid. Like, you know, being at the either ABA or ABA or NBL and now USA BMX. Like, um, it's just some I. I mean, looking looking over now, I think for your World Cup preparation, it's better to to race the European rounds because it's so similar. But I feel the U.S. has that little extra spice where it's like, you know, come on, everyone, for, everyone want to wanted to go to the U.S. and race there. So I think I, I prefer I'll stick to good old USA BMX, even though. There's not many good comments for them, but I'll stick it to it. <laughs> at, at Her, Hernandez469, how important has your fiancé's support been these last couple of years in your professional career? Uh, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And big shout out to La Capitana. Um, I mean, it's like I said before, it's it's a journey that for me I wanted to 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 experience with, you know, with my family and with my future wife so she's a, a massive part of the of the program um and of my life you know it's um i think we we can support for for each other and what she does and what i do is not only a, like a one way um so yeah it's been it's been awesome especially this year when we were able to you know to live more so together and go to the races and and you know if if I if I had a bad lap, she'll straight up tell me, man, you suck on that one. Go go make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
But yeah, it's 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 such a cool thing. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this one. It's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at T H M S H F S T D. line up in the gate in Pampadol knowing Neek is in lane 8 just waiting to cut inside man Neek's ruthless <laughs> he just goes left um, I mean looking at it now it could be but when you're when you're in the gate yeah I'm not I'm not thinking about what's going on the outside or the inside but just more so focus on me um, man yeah I, I think you don't really know until you're in the second jump and you kind of see where your precision is at and, and then you make a decision. It, either you want to go for it and lift, lift off a little bit and let it go. <laughs> at Emile Girard, will Cole, Tizar, will Cole Tizar ever have a faster kink time than you? <laughs> uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> One day, if he... If he Puts it together, then yeah. <laughs> That's a true friend right there. Most people would say hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm, you know, that's what we, I tell them the most. Like, dude, I'm, if you beat me, I'll be extremely happy because I know that the work that you put in, it's working. So, you know, it's it's a cool thing to, to help him out. He has so much potential and I'll be happy for him to, you know, to accomplish his goals. What a guy. All right, last question we have for you, um, at Vincent Trenker. How many tracks does Ecuador have? Um, I would say more, more than 20, more than 25. Okay. Like That's said, pretty it's good. A, it's, it's, a, it's a growing sport. Uh, where, where I grew up, like uh, the track is pretty much in the middle of the city, like in the main road. Um, so if we'll have like a local, like a local race, like the whole city, pretty much the whole city will be there watching. Um, and is I where I'm come from? It's a it's a small town, so um, people know a lot about BMX and 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 motocross as well. So yeah, I, I'm you know I'm I'm proud to be from Ecuador. I can tell you that I'm I'm proud from from being where where I come from. And um, and even though there's some little things that can improve, but you know. I'm, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, I think that's really cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. It was really cool to hear your story and chat to you. Uh, thanks, Guy. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward uh, to, to hear this and see how my English was. And uh, no, I keep, keep, keep killing it. I'll be, I'll be looking forward for more, for more episodes for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. thanks, Alfie. We appreciate you coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot, thanks. Alfie. And big congrats on your first podium this weekend. We were both happy for you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward. Tori, you gotta, you got to come back soon, man. I know. I know, bro. I know. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we count on you. I know. I miss you, boys. Miss you, too. Miss you, too, big, big handsome fella. So, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. All right. See you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Later. Alfie Campo, James. Mr. Alfredo Campo, the big, the big man from Ecuador. What a guy. Yeah, that was awesome to hear his story, and I was really curious about all that um, 
how he kind of got started with the different coaches, like in Europe and Anders and stuff. It was cool to hear. He's got an interesting story because he's come from, a, you know, Ecuador is a pretty poor country. And so to come from that and race in Europe and be successful as he is, that's something, for instance, like, you know, me and you never had to deal with. And it's something that, you know, seems like a world away kind of. Yeah. And I like how he talked about, like, not taking it for granted. That's, I think that's really big, especially for, yeah, you say for us, like, we probably had it a little easier growing up that, I mean, it's really easy to just say, hey, like, it gets annoying at times, but look at it from the big picture. This is pretty amazing what we get to do and getting to travel the world ride bikes. It's pretty awesome. He's got a really cool outlook. It's impressive what he's done coming from Ecuador. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Yeah, wow. What an absolute horse he is, too, just talking about that. He has, like I said, a unique gait style, and that one gait he had with us in practice in Papandale, man, he, fought, he absolutely worked me. <laughs> he's a big, powerful guy. He can He can really fire them off if he needs to. He's, yeah, the, he's the type of guy, like, if he's in a semi or main, doesn't even matter what lane he's in. If he pops a round off, he can hole shot from anywhere. Yeah, no, straight up, yeah. I, I, had a bit, I remember we were in the same semi in Argentina in 2016, um, and I came out hot. So me, Sam, and someone else were all pretty even down the ramp, and Alfie had a full wheel on all of us. <laughs> yeah, dude, he just popped a round off. That dude can, that dude can go, especially yeah. in Argentina. He's so fast on that ramp, especially. Dude, he, that's like a home track for him, Dude, a home supercross track. It's unbelievable. Like. He's by far the fastest person down that ramp. He's faster yeah. than Gonzalo, I would say, too, down that ramp. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cool that uh, national teams have helped him out, too. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's such a nice guy. Honestly, yeah, nice guy. And let's talk about his Worlds last year. He was on it, too. I felt so bad for him when he slid out. You know, you know how like when you're racing, you never really root for people because you're obviously you're in your own you're in your own thing and you're racing everyone. But he's someone that I always like to see do well. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's no reason not to, right? No, he's one of those guys you race with that even though he's a competitor, you, you still like to see do well. And if he does well, I, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, straight up. I agree. That, that was heartbreaking for him at the Worlds last year. He was definitely fast enough to win. Oh, straight up. Yeah, he was hauling ass. I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he. Uh, rattles off a world cup win or something this year no honestly i wouldn't either no he's been on it like seems like something's clicking for him this year i could see him winning a day in argentina yeah yeah no i could too honestly yeah yeah i find it just thinking about this i find it pretty curious that he works with thomas but his gate form is so much different i feel like than other riders that work with him like i just think of joris like they're complete opposite gate forms where joris is mr relaxed and alfie's mr like i'd say tense and ready yeah, but I mean, you got to go with what works. Everyone's body's so different. Everyone's brain is so different. You got to gate your gate. Yeah, straight up, yeah. You know, they say they golf, they say swing your swing. BMX, gate your gate, baby. Straight up, though, straight up. Yeah, no, it's, ser- it's so true. Like, you can't yeah. cop, like, I can't go to the track and copy Joris's gate. It doesn't, it's not no. going to work. No. You got to gate your gate. Find what works. Gate your gate. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listen here. Gate listen, you know what? Fuck it. Gate your gate. <laughs> you got what you got. Get your gate. Yeah. Get your gate, baby. That's don't all. try and re- We it. don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Get the shoulders forward, get the hips coming through, drive, gate your gate. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the wrist, jack the crank, lean back, snap on red. That's all. <laughs> Tap the bars forward, put the wrist forward, jack the crank, lean back, snap on red. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. It's really simple. I don't know why we overcomplicate shit. Why didn't I have this advice in Papanol's? Seriously. Fuck. Just, if you're having trouble, just like maybe put a tooth up on the front, tap the bars forward, jack the crank up, lean back, curl the wrist, and drive it. Drive it forward like a dump truck. What? 
out if you do that. All you need to do is tap your bars forward when in doubt. No, yeah, that's straight up. If something's not working, tap those things, cheat town. Tap those things, put them on the I-5 North straight to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> no, that's fine. No one listens to this podcast anyway. No, that sucks. <laughs> um, any Euro gossip, James, before we go? Any goss? Any goss? Um, no, we, I mean, not really. No girl. Tugas, Tugas had the one deuce deuce room at Papendal. It was bottom floor, so we could hop out the window. That's so badass. Outside. He had the one deuce deuce room. Yeah, it was badass. Yeah, I love that place. I missed the breakfast already. Yeah, not on Tinder or anything down there. Nothing. No, I don't really. I've kind of. I wouldn't say I've changed, but I don't really care to be on that as much, really. Yeah, yeah, it gets overrated. Yeah. yeah. So I got to find more things to do here in Papendal. I got to start working on my chipping. Dude, do you have a club with you? I brought my wedge. Pitching wedge or what What iron did you bring? I got the 54 with me, so my, my sand wedge. Oh, you can work on the flop shots. I've been work, I worked on my sand wedge a lot. Let me tell you, it gets me out of a lot of trouble at the course these days. You're just gonna, just, it's all about the recovery, right? Yeah, because let me tell you, the last few times, like I, I, shot, I played a couple times this weekend. I shot 90 and 98, which isn't very good for me now. But let me tell you, I hit like one fairway and my recovery game was on it. Hey, that makes for the coolest shots, right? I was... About, you know, Every hole, for the chicks. every hole I was hitting around trees or flopping it from the rough somewhere. <laughs> that's so wild. Yeah. Um, PGA Championship this weekend. Yeah, that's exciting. You, the, uh, second, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, second major golf tournament of the year. No one cares listening, but James, who do you think is going to win? I'm calling Brooks Kepka. Yeah, no, honestly, I'd call him or I'd even put Rory in the mix because he didn't have a good last tournament, so he'll be back, I think. Yeah, I think Brooks or Rory will, or one of those two will win. You got yeah. You got to drive the ball straight at that course, apparently. Yeah, I can imagine. So old Philly, old Philly Mickelson's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Not his specialty. No, 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 no. Um, hey, I was just thinking. Okay, so motocross starting up, outdoor season. We do a fantasy. We should throw it out on the potty here if people want to join our fantasy. We could finally get a group of people. Oh, our fantasy league. Yeah, anyone listening to this? So me, James, and Louis Devecchio, and uh, James's dad, Mark. Mark, is he doing outdoor? I don't know. He'd probably do outdoor. Yeah, I think he's, he's doing. Okay, yeah, cool. So there's four of us in our fantasy league. So anybody that wants to do fantasy motocross, Pulpomex fantasy motocross, join and join our group. It'll be fun. We want some more people. So yeah, we. I was gonna say we do like five bucks per round, and then the winner wins the pot, and then second place gets their money back. So it's fun. Like you can make some money weekly, actually. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. So, you know, we need more people, more money. And let me tell you, you'll never cheer for a guy in 20th harder than you will with fantasy. <laughs> I've never cheered for a guy in the LCQ until I started playing fantasy. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, nothing else on my end, James. You good? No, I think that's all about all we got to talk about here. Give a quick shout-out again to the, uh, the sponsors of the show, uh, Motorsheets.com. Thanks for coming on board again, guys. Alfie gets a good gate on his ProGate Europe, ProGate Europe, ProGate Europe, ProGate Europe. Do you know he gets a good <laughs> gate on his ProGate Europe? <laughs> is that the echo effect? Yeah, we got, we got a lot of reverb. I don't know what happened here. I got a lot of reverb. Okay, I'm sorry, but that just reminded me. I don't know if uh, other people know about this. So, you do. In Argentina, back in the day when uh, GSX ran Supercross events, they had that sound effect where they'd go to every rider and then it'd be like a gunshot. And it'd sound like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was and awesome. And then, so the next day it was a UCI round. It wasn't the World Cup. And they didn't have the sound effects, so they had some guy on the microphone that whenever they'd say the guy's name, the guy in the background would go. <laughs> oh, only in Santiago del Estero. 
Only there would that ever happen. Oh, that's that awesome. I miss, honestly, I, GSX put, I didn't agree with everything they did, but they did a good job trying to add flair and the cool factor to, to make it a yeah. show. No, I think that's, yeah, that was a lot better. Yeah. Gotta give a shout out. I think the BMX live TV, YouTube, you know, live stream of the races seemed like it was better this weekend. Could you, what'd you think? Uh, we'll save that for the next podcast. All right. Fair enough. We're but, shut this one down. Okay. Now, now that we opened this can of worms, what was better about it? I heard there was replays and there was more talking with Willers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was all right. They actually that had a camera. The only two things I heard, so I, yeah, didn't, I, I mean, didn't know we didn't watch it. I thought the camera work was all right. I think for the just personally for the gate, I think they need to get a whole track shot or a whole gate shot, and not the really close up of the rider's thumb. And that oh, part, I agree. that part's really yeah, annoying. The first turn. Yeah, that part's really annoying. But I think they did they did a better job of filming this one. I think like they had a camera guy on the hill for the semis and the mains. I think I didn't have any complaints about the the, the broadcast. Really, I thought it was pretty good. I'm just curious, so good to know. Yeah, but I mean, that's definitely a topic we could dive into more. Jay Rich wants to talk about it, so we should get him on at some point. Yeah, see, hear his point of view, that'd be great. Yeah. All right, pal. Right on. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks for everybody listening. We'll tune in next time. See you later. Bye.